Who's got the worst camping story, okay? The worst story about when you've gone camping, yeah? The Blythe family have their fair share of camping disaster stories. Uh, I mean, there was the occasion just a, a few years ago, only um, about three or four years ago, Nikki, myself, Rachel and Naomi, we decided we were in France and uh, we decided that we were going to do, you know, we were going to camp light. You know, I had this vision of after years of going to New Wine, that's the summer festival that a lot of us go to in other places and packed car. I just thought, let's, let's go light. Just a single tent. It's all we need. Go out for a meal, then go back, just sleep in the tent, get up early, find a nice little cafe for a, a coffee and a croissant. We'll, we'll, we'll arrive, we'll unpack the car, it'll take about five minutes. In the morning to pack up, it'll take about five minutes. It was going to be glorious. Didn't really need thick mattresses. You know, those lovely French, you know, those campsites, they're always grassy, aren't they? Always soft, springy grass, aren't they? So we arrive at this campsite and it's like concrete, <laughs> like concrete with rocks sticking out. And we get in and the tent is there. Now, my eldest daughter, Rachel, I can say this because she's on mission in South Africa, so she cannot object. She has the ability in our family to sleep when no one else is sleeping, except she has to sleep diagonally across the tent. So we spend a whole night with us are in the corner like this, you know, I'm one side, Nikki and Naomi the other side, and Rachel is kind of across the middle going, <laughs> and then in the morning, after we've had the worst night you've ever imagined, the morning when we said, how did you sleep, darling? Oh, not very well, really, daddy. <laughs> so we go on like this, the next night we go to the nearest French um, hypermarché, and we, we're, because it's a low maintenance holiday so I refuse to do the obvious sensible thing which is to buy a proper mattress I say no darling let's let's buy some of those cushions that go on garden furniture because we'll we'll use them when we get home so it'd be kind of like we're not really we haven't really sold out haven't really gone down the whole camping route it's still camping light isn't it so the next night we buy some of these things did it make any difference at all not at all our camping disaster stories go around with us. I wonder what yours were. So it's about to be the summer. We're about to do all kinds of things. And we've just got a three-sermon series where we're thinking about how we're going to look forward to the summer. And we're thinking about one of our DNA things here at Trinity, one of our core things, which is about living naturally supernatural lives. What we mean by that is to believe that it's completely normal and natural to be filled by the presence of God. We've been talking about God as Holy Spirit here with us now. If that's new to you, maybe you've just walked in tonight and you're wondering what all this Jesus stuff is about, all this God stuff is about. And we've been talking about God with us, God in our hearts, the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about and thinking in this sermon series about how as Christians, our experiences, it's normal and natural to feel that absolute intimacy and closeness with God as, as we've been singing about just now. And then, because that's normal and natural, that, that that supernatural power of God, the Holy Spirit, then overflows from us to other people around. 
And so we think it's completely normal and natural that later on this evening we'll, we'll be praying for each other. We don't, we don't believe we just come here to sing the most amazing songs. We've enjoyed that. But we believe we've come here to meet with God and to be changed in the meeting. So if you're here tonight and there's something where you've got a, a physical need, do you need healing or emotionally or spiritually? Maybe you're just here tonight and you just want to know if, if God is real. You're, you're, you're wondering, what is it that other people seem to have that I haven't got? Then we'll pray. And we know it's completely normal and natural that God, because he loves us, will bless. That people will experience the power, the transforming power of God. But you know the really important thing? The really important thing is that we believe it's completely normal and natural that exactly the same thing can happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. We don't believe that God just is at work when we gather together in his name on a, on a celebration time like this. I wonder where you will be tomorrow. I wonder where, who you'll be with, who you'll be speaking to. We believe it's completely normal and natural to experience the presence of God, to be filled by God, to overflow with the power of God. And if you guys, any of you work, I'm not talking here about water cooler moments, okay? I'm not talking about God of the gaps. I'm not talking about when you do, and it's an important thing to do, maybe slip in a conversation about Alpha. I'm talking about every part of your life, every dyna dynamic and dimension, that just as you're naturally existing and being, that God would fill you and that time and that space. I'm talking about in your home, maybe you're here tonight and you have a partner who thinks you're mad to come and do this on a, on a Sunday night. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I'm talking about the fact that God wants you to know his presence and fill you and overflow back into your home tonight, into those relationships, into the telephone calls, into the emails. Tomorrow when you go shopping, I'm looking forward to uh, Tesco's, you know, having a real profit problem because so many people were praying and just sharing faith and praying for each other and others to be healed that... Not as many ice pops got bought. It's what we believe that God does this. It's one of our core DNA values. It's normal, it's natural to live this supernatural life in his power. And so this week we're thinking about what it means to camp around God's presence to, to be intimate and close to God all of the time. Next week, David's going to be helping, helping us to think about taking the plunge because it does this naturally supernatural life. It does involve courage. It does involve taking risks. And then in the third one of this three series, we're going to be thinking about what it means to, to live a lifestyle of love, a summer of love. To follow Jesus' model where it's words and actions and everything we are and everything we do is motivated by love. I'm going to read a psalm, Psalm 84. So if you've got a, a Bible to open or you want to switch one on or there are some Bibles at the front because I really want to share this psalm tonight and I want to do it so that you could maybe take it away and read it tomorrow. You could, you could look at it because it's, a, it's a, a beautiful psalm. Nikki's already referred to some of it and it, it really talks about 
this sense of longing for the presence of God. The words will be coming up on the screen and they'll pop up every now and again as I'm speaking. So Psalm 84. Listen to this psalm. It's written by the sons of Korah. You may see if you've got that written in your Bibles. And the sons of Korah were the doorkeepers of the tabernacle of the Lord. So when God's people, some of you will know the story, some of you won't. God's people were rescued by God through Moses. You've seen that film. Rescued from Egypt out of slavery. And as they're being led through the wilderness on their way to to the promised land, God meets with Moses each day in a tent of meeting. So the camp, the Israelites set up their camp and they, they set up the tent of meeting. It's just slightly away from the camp. And Moses goes and, vi- and visits that, this place, goes into that place. And in a book called Exodus, in our Old Testament part of our Bibles, in the book of Exodus in chapter 33, talks about God's presence being signified by a, a pillar of clouds. And Moses meets with God in that place. And then if you read on a little bit in Exodus, into Exodus 35, there are detailed instructions for setting up what's called then becomes the tabernacle of the Lord, which still though has within it this this inner bit, this tent of meeting. And the sons of Korah are the doorkeepers. They, They literally look after around this tent of meeting. And just listen to this psalm. Listen to the, the love in this psalm for the presence of God to, to quite literally camp around God's presence. Here we go. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favour on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Do you hear the, the sense of yearning that they could faint? So strong was their desire to be in the presence of God. In the message version of the Bible, some of you will know that version. It, it literally says, where I've, the version I've just read um, says, better in one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere and I'd rather sleep on the doorstep. In the message it says, I'd rather scrub the floors 
of your tent, God, than sleep in a a comfortable place elsewhere. This depth of yearning for the presence of God. And friends, this is the root. This is the root to experiencing the power of God in your life and overflowing with it to others. It's it's not about knowing how to pray for people. It's certainly not feeling or being remotely in any sense good enough. It's not about having a great worship band. It's not even actually about having amazing meetings, celebrations. The root begins with the desire for the presence of God. And you see, look, things are going to be different over the summer, over these next few weeks, aren't they? Some of you may just notice less traffic on the roads. Others of us are going to take breaks and holidays. We're going to have different rhythms of life. And these are a gift to us. Are we going to, are we going to use the gift of the summer to seek God a new intimacy? To let the desire for his presence well up within us. Because that is the beginning of the journey. Did you notice the word pilgrimage in that, in that psalm, in verse 5? Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. Now, some of you will know this psalm may be referring to a literal, physical pilgrimage that God's people took three times a year to go to Jerusalem, to the temple. may refer to that, but it definitely refers to a spiritual journey, a spiritual pilgrimage. And the first step is the desire that this love song contains within it. And my, my question for us tonight, if, if we want to change the world, if we don't want to settle for less, you know, if you don't want to play in Ryman's Division 2, but you want to be in the Premier League of life, if you're not satisfied with black and white TV, if you want colour, full HD in all its glory, life, if you want to know the power of God in you, if you are here, sitting here thinking, is this real? If you're, if you're sitting here thinking, well, I've been, Andrew, I've been on this road a little bit, a while, I'm feeling a bit dry. The journey, the pilgrimage, begins with this desire in the heart. If you want to see marriages changed, if you want to see children brought up in, in different ways, if you want to see that the healings physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you want to see the kingdom of God, the things that Jesus did and said and taught and said for us to share in, if you want to see those things, if you want to see Cheltenham and Gloucester and, and the nation change, it begins with a journey and the first step is to say, yes, God. Better is one day in your presence, in your courts, than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather scrub the floors in your presence 
than enjoy any other comforts. And so you see, this is the question I'm asking myself. Because it's very easy when you spend your time in full-time ministry to spend all your time talking about God and never really talk to God. It is actually quite easy to talk about desire for God and his presence and not be absolutely practicing that yourself. I know that if I am going to be of any use to God in whatever realm he's put me into, whatever scope he's put me into, it will begin with that first step of desire for his presence. It's normal. It's natural to experience God's power and to share that power with others. But it begins with this step. You see, did you notice the sparrow and the swallow in verse 3? Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. It is an image, by the way, of comfort. Some of us might be fearful of God's presence. That actually might be a truth that we're slightly holding back from God's presence because what will he want to change? You know, sometimes in life it is easier, it feels, to live with a little bit of difficulty than actually to let God really do the work. We can define ourselves by what's wrong in our lives. It kind of gives us an energy to get through life. This is how it always is. This is how it will always be. This is who I am. We can be fearful of God. But this image of the swallow and the sparrow finding their home is, is one of comfort. But also, has the psalmist got in mind the idea of flitting around? Like a swallow or a sparrow. Friends, is, is that any of us? That with this amazing God... We're tempted to flit around. We'll sing the songs on Sunday, but Monday's a little bit different. Psalm 27, 4, another psalm. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The presence of God. What are some of the practical things that we need to think about? If we're convinced that yes, we need to more eagerly desire God's presence. Well, I've already made the reference to this being a, a psalm for pilgrims, a psalm of journey, and you'll have noticed that. Blessed at verse 5, again, it might go up on the screens for us. Blessed are those whose strength in, is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. Verse 6, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now, Baca, that word, B-A-C-A, probably pronounced differently. But if you say it with confidence, people will believe you know what you're talking about, don't they? It's describing two things, actually. As often in Hebrew, there are two ways, the language that this was first written in. There are two connected things that it reminds people about. 
The first is a type of plant that grows in very dry areas, very arid areas. But it's also very close to the word for weeping. So this translation can be the valley of weeping. Two thoughts, both connected, aren't they, around water, tears. One is the dryness bit. The other is the the weeping pain part. And again, with this image of pilgrimage, this image of journey, step by step, you need to walk. What's interesting is that if you notice, they make springs. They, the pilgrims, make it a place of springs. So in that sense, it's saying that with this weeping, with this dryness, there's there's work that we have to do. We have to be prepared to put ourselves in a place where God can do his thing within us, where he can quench our thirst. But then the next line, the autumn rains also cover it with pools. So God's action to bless with water as well. It's that both things are in the, in the one verse, that it's a fusion of us and being willing and stepping out and then God's blessing Maybe you have to go through the valley of weeping. Maybe there are some some tough things that you need to deal with. There There are obstacles on your journey. Maybe you're maybe you're dry and and you need to be thinking about Lord, how can I dig a well? How can I how can I dig deep into you? The root leads from strength to strength, the psalmist says. Verse 7, they go from strength to strength. As each step is taken, so it gets easier and easier. And they're walking together, aren't they? They're walking as pilgrims together. There's a guy called Bill Johnson who uh, pastors a church in America and many of us know Bill Johnson's uh, writings, heard him speak, Bethel Church. He says the problem is that Christians can so easily camp around the wrong things. He says we can, we can camp around worship. He says you can camp around a talk, the teaching. You can, you can camp around the wrong things. I once, I once did the 10 Tours Challenge. Anyone know about the 10 Tours Challenge on Dartmoor? Lots of cadets and lots of people all have to, you have to go across Dartmoor and walk through the night and you, you know, have to try and get your way to see who will be the first team to do it. The year I did it, um, a long, long time ago, it absolutely poured with torrential rain the whole time. We slogged our way through. We knew on the map there were certain places that we weren't allowed to camp. But anyway, we were so tired, we managed to find this little field as we came off the moor and we camped in this little field. We got into our tent and, uh, and, and settled down to go to sleep, suddenly to be woken very, very loudly by a dog and some guards from Dartmoor Prison. We had camped next door to Dartmoor Prison. This was not good. Bill Johnson says you can camp as a Christian around the wrong things. Where do you need to take any tears? 
to God? Where do you need to take any sense of dryness that you might have to God? And of course, God speaks to us, doesn't he? Through his word and through prayer. But even then, I have to be just a little bit careful, do you? Lord, I'm, I'm going to read your word so that you can answer my questions. That's not right, is it? Do I, do I come to God's word? Do I come in prayer to God? Saying first and foremost, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Not, not, even, not even what have I got to learn, because there's a danger in setting the agenda even with that. God, what do you want to say to me? The Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer starts, doesn't it, with adoration and intimacy, our Father in heaven. It moves to praise, hallowed be your name, and then alignment, your will be done. Adoration, praise, aligning my life with God before you get to any requests. Three times the psalmist talks about being blessed. Maybe you noticed Verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house, they're ever praising you. Verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. And then verse 12, O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. In the Hebrew, the first of those blessed is almost like a, a wistful, kind of hoping kind of bless. The second one is, is, a, is a, a more intentional. I'll be blessed if I do this. The third and final one is a blessed of complete and utter contentment. Complete and utter contentment. In the presence of God. I would guess there's a few of us who just would love to experience that more than, more than we are now. I would guess there's a few of us who, maybe we have that sort of almost wistful sense. I hope, I hope. Well, the promise of Scripture, the promise of God, is that we can experience deep contentment, and deep peace. We can live naturally supernatural lives filled with God's presence and overflowing with that presence and that power to those around us. Jesus was completely filled by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit then rested on Jesus and transformed the people around him. And that's how we're called to be. But if we, if we just try and do the mechanics of prayer, if we, if we just try and be a bit bolder, we're missing the point. The pilgrimage, the journey, starts with the desire for the presence of God.
better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun. The image there is of light and life and energy and everything that you could possibly need. And shields. The image there is of complete and perfect protection. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man or woman who trusts in you. If you're able to. Would you like to stand? Last week, if you were here, Simon Gilbo was talking about a verse from another book of the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord range around the earth to strengthen the hearts of those who are fully committed to him. God is with us. You might find it helpful just to close your eyes and Open your hands, not because opening your hands is magic, but because the physical represents the desire of the, of the heart and the emotion and the spirit. We just open our hands in a simple way to say, here I am, God. As you look, God, for hearts that want you. I, I open my hands, maybe some of us are saying, I open my hands because I don't just want to know about you, I want to know you, God. I want to know your power, your presence in my life. God, please see me. See me now. Please come, Holy Spirit.